0: the end isn't near, it's already here. I'm talking about the dark night of the soul. We've all experienced it, we've all lived through it, and it needs to be in your story. So yes, one of the great things about writing is there's always something new to learn. Many of you may know what the dark night of the soul is, or maybe kind of understand what The Dark Knight of the Soul is, but do you know why it has to be in your story? It doesn't matter if you're writing a rom-com or an action flick. The Dark Knight of the Soul is a key, key character development tool that you has to be written in, and you can't just write it in. You have to go back and start from the beginning. Now, The Dark Knight of the Soul is one of the things that uh it's, it's maybe hard to understand, but it's very easy to understand if you think about your own story. Your own story has many Dark Nights of the Soul. Mine has many. If I go back in my past, I, I think about the, the different places I was at. I was a musician at one point. Uh, and being a musician, I got pretty good locally, got pretty recognized Locally, of course, this was before Facebook, so you have to actually be good, and before AutoTune, so there's that. But I was actually fairly decent—not American Idol winner decent, but maybe American Idol uh, audition good to where they would have let me in the contest. What I had done is I had built myself up a little uh, following, a little recognition, a little 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 bubble in my hometown and the area around it. And I had grown to the point where I needed to do it professionally. Now, there's a difference between playing around town and in little bars and here and there and doing something like music professionally. It was work. It was going to be hard. It was going to put me from the top dog back down to every freaking yokel that ever comes into the to the door with a song and... And I wasn't, I guess I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for what it was going to take. Because instead of being introspective, learning how to write better songs, learning how to play better on my guitar, learning the intricacies, I shoved it off and went and did something else. So in real life, we have these moments where we're confronted with the option of, do I pursue this and, and really work hard at it? And make a life, a career out of it? Or do I just turn around and do something else? Because in life, we can do something else. It's not like a story. In a story, your your protagonist, the guy that's gotta the gal that's gotta do the thing to make the story work, has to have only one choice available to them. And that's the choice that they've been avoiding the entire time. They don't wanna do it. The choice that's given to them from the first act to get them over the hump and into the third act. Yes, that's what this is for. You have to grow your character. If they're small peon people, that's great. But by the end of the story, they need to have at least a glimmer, not even a glimmer, it needs to be bigger than that. You have to grow your character to where they are great at what they're doing. Otherwise, the audience is going to say, "What's this? Any, how is this any different than what I do on a daily basis? You know, I could have been a professional cheerleader, but I didn't want to go through all the trials and troubles. I didn't want to have to go and then become learn how to dance better. I didn't want to do that. It was too hard. Well, that's what our protagonist or person in the story has to do they have to find they have to find themselves with nothing left but their clothes and the dirt they're standing on and at that point they make the decision they make the decision to go ahead and do the thing that is hard because the thing that is hard is 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 what makes life great in a story and in real life too. At the point that you're torn down completely is when you grow, because you're forced to grow as a person or in your story. If you don't push that character to the point of having no other choice than to do whatever it is they're going to do, whatever magical thing that happens to them, then guess what? They're going to choose something else, wouldn't you? And that's the key to this. The Dark Knight of the Soul is something that has to be done, and it doesn't matter what. If you get a rom-com, for example, the Dark night of the Soul may be where she's lost her job, she's lost her boyfriend, and she's come face-to-face with the reality that she's not a nice person, and she has to change these things. Or she hasn't been a nice person to the person who really loves her. And that's when that character learns to accept the love... An admiration of the person who's been by their side the entire time. That's kind of a generalization of rom coms. Same thing in an action script, uh, sci fi script doesn't matter. You you can have something come out of the blue and save them, but that's you know you might as well be writing uh, old Greek old, old Greek stories. All of a sudden, God comes down and gives you a gives you a gift that you can miraculously fi- fix the story, but the character didn't grow. If the character doesn't grow, if it doesn't get better then guess what? No one cares. Because it's no different than real life and all this special... He won the lottery. Yeah, it would be nice if we hit the lottery. How many people do you know that have hit the lottery? Maybe there's one person out there that knows someone who hit the lottery. But the rest of us don't. The Dark Knight of the Soul is exactly where your character does their final transformation so they can beat... Think of it as a video game. They can beat the big boss. It's got to be there for them to grow because if they don't grow, they can't win. Same in life. If we don't grow, we can't win. We have to move on. Uh, Does that mean quit? No, absolutely not. It does not mean quit. It means pull yourself up, get yourself together and go. Use the tools that you have or the new tools that are brought to you by, say, a mentor because a mentor is very important but the problem a lot of screenwriters run into is they forget to add in in the first act what exactly they need to get over the hump into the third and that hump is always the dark night of the soul and it, it, should it be less dramatic let's let's pull it back a little bit you know what no i i i agree with there's some there's a consensus of thought that if you water it down it doesn't make it as big, and I agree with that because, again, the audience is sitting there and they're saying, yeah, I went to the grocery store too, and I met this guy, and I didn't do anything about it, and I went on. or I met this girl at the at, at the coffee shop, and I didn't do anything about it, and I went on. Boy, I wish I would have, and for the rest of their life, they're wishing they would have. That's normal life. We're not doing normal life. This is not – this, this the screenwriting, storytelling is not something that reflects – Real life, even in the ones that supposedly do reflect real life, you'll still see these story aspects. Whatever you're doing to get this guy over the hump, to get him past the dark down of the soul, also has to be seated in the first act, hinted to in the second act. Like, for example, a mentor, Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan, what does he do? He comes in, he teaches Luke all this stuff, and then he gets killed, Dark Knight of the Soul. Oh, my God. Luke also has to go and fly an X-Wing, which, how did he get in an X-Wing? I don't know. Their standards of training in the Rebel Army aren't quite up to par, if you ask me. But whatever. Now he's no longer special. He is just another guy flying an X-Wing, right? So for Luke turned him into nothing. How could he go any further? But he was able to use it when the mentor returned as a voice in his head. Use the force, Luke. He learned something as he went along. He was reminded of what he was given, what, what training he was given that he didn't have in the first act, right? Same as in life. You learn something along the way and then you get there and what happens? You forget it. And then later on, you go, Oh man, if I only f- remembered how to throw that right hook like the guy showed me. Too late. Our protagonist can't forget. He has to have something remind him. That's why you'll see a flashback in a fight scene like that, for example. Flashback to, Oh, I'll get my ass kicked. Oh yeah, the right hook. I'll use that now. Uses the right hook and he wins. I'm being simplistic about it, but it's it's basically the same thing. But the dark night of the soul is exactly what you have to have. It, it it's it's part of who you are as a person. And use that experience as the emotional reason. Use that emotional experience that you could have had or did have and imply that into your character. And the character will be better for it and everyone will love your story. But again, you gotta worry about. If you show it, if you're all of a sudden using a gun in the, in the third third act, or you're using whatever special power, things like that, then you have to bring it in. You have to seed it through your rest of your script. If you don't do that, then guess what? You're going to have nowhere to go. You're going to start writing, and you're going to say, "Oh no, I, I don't know where I'm going now." because you don't have that, which means you really need to plot out your script. You need to get in there and grab that outline and create it. J.K. Rowling outlined her entire book. You can go online and look at it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, she outlined everything that's gonna happen, the guinea, the whole nine yards, everything. She knew what was going to happen before she started actually writing the words. Some people say that they, they can just sit and start writing and it makes a good script. Uh, Maybe they can sit down and start writing they get a scene or two in, but then they break down and they go back to the basics and they figure out, well, what's going to happen next? Why is this person going to do that? I guarantee you that's what they do. If they don't do it on paper, they'll do it in their head. I've sat down many times, started writing, click, 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 right? And I get about four scenes in and I don't know what I'm doing anymore because I – don't have anywhere to go. I don't know what the objective is of the scene. I don't know what the objective is of this of the first part of the second act. I don't know what my dark night of the soul is going to be. At least outline that much. If you give yourself 15 or 20 places to go in a script, then you'll see where you're missing a scene. You'll see where you're missing an action. You'll see where you're missing something from between the characters. And when you finally get back to it, when you finally go back to it, you'll see that you've got 40 35 to 45 actual scenes. And those 35 to 45 actual scenes is what makes up a movie. 110, 120 pages at most. Try for 90. Cut out everything that doesn't belong. No superfluous scenes. Nothing that's going to have, nothing in your screenplay should be there that isn't forwarding the story. And the reason for that is it's going to throw you off track. And the audience will lose interest. They won't care anymore because it doesn't set the scene doesn't put the seeds in for what is happening later it all has to tie in now you can mirror your script or make the end image look like the like look like the beginning image and that's fine but you don't have to do all that but what you do have to do is go back in before you start writing Find your story, find what you want to tell, graph it out, make it out, whatever you want to do. Do on the final draft and put it on the cards. Write it on physical cards, put it on a whiteboard. I love the whiteboard because the whiteboard allows me to write down what I want, look at it and erase something. I'm, I probably do more erasing than I do adding. I'm like, oh God, that's a terrible scene. Why would I want that? Or it doesn't for the story. Those are things you have to do whenever you're going in and in, in starting this new world. Because it is, it's a new world, it's fiction. It's not real. You're not writing real life. And if you do attempt to write real life, you're gonna end up with the character not knowing where he's going, not knowing what he's doing, and walking away at the point when the dark night of the soul should hit to move your script into the third act. Plot it, make sure it's there, make sure everything is intertwined. Seed your script with what you're gonna do in the end. Don't just, don't show it immediately, but give it. Say if, if, he, if he's a guy that's completely afraid of guns, he's absolutely mortified of guns, can't do it. What does that tell you? What do you immediately jump to when you think about that script? Think about it for a second. A guy who's mortified of guns in an action script. Obviously, his story is getting over, one of his stories, is getting over his fear of guns, and he actually has to shoot it or chooses not to shoot it at the very end. Dark Knight of the Souls in Saving Private Ryan. You read that. You go, go and look at that movie. It's, it's there. Uh, you go and look at Big. It's there. It's two Tom Hanks movies in a row. There we go. You can, you can see it in the flick, The Day After Tomorrow, which is the correct title for that movie. Day After Tomorrow, he keeps repeating the day over and over and over and over again. And he finally says, forget it. I give up. It's starting out of the soul. I tried everything. I'm going to die. It's just it's just the way it is. And then miraculously, they put two and two together, which they have been seeing through all these iterations of the script. i got to go watch that movie now, man. That's a pretty good film. You've seen it. And they finally put it together. And when they put it together, they stop going back in time and they beat the bad guy. Great movie, Hunt for Red October, same thing. They have to get over their their hatred for each other to team up to win. Then they shoot a torpedo at him and he turns into the torpedo, right? The The United States captain is like, no way, you're gonna kill us all, Ryan. Ryan looks at Connery and says, you Scottish bastard running around on a Russian ship. What should we do? Go straight into it. I can't do it. I can't do the accent. It's just absolutely horrid. Anyway, go straight to it. And what does it do? It breaks apart and doesn't blow him up. Ryan trusts his intuition to make the day. Then he gets shot and they run down the thing and, and there's another Dark Knight, so it's all there. It happens multiple times in that script. All is lost. If Ramius dies, what are we gonna do? Ramius doesn't die, but he has to go shoot that guy. In the face with the 45, the cook. So there it is. Want to write a good script? Plot it out, figure it out, seed your script. So, as you know, I'm Paul G. Newton. Please visit my website, paulgnewton.com. Go there, check it out, buy something if you want to be great, be really great, actually. Uh, Also to subscribe here on iTunes and you get all the latest episodes and things like that. I've got a blog as well on my website. Go subscribe to that. So just keep writing and make sure that every moment you give to it is the best you got.